welcome to the Upside Down. This is Ash. This is Tori. And today we're going to be talking about Stranger Things episode four, The Body. We've been doing a couple of fun things, uh, and we're going to talk to you about them a little bit later, but we keep pushing and pushing talking about actual episodes of Stranger Things. So let's go ahead and talk about this one, which is actually one of Tori and my favorite episodes. Yeah, for sure. Tori, get it rolling. Okay, so um, <laughs> so it goes in, it opens up on like all the police cars, and you're like, what's happening? Because in the end of the last episode, it's um, then finding like Will's body in the quarry. And so they like go into the house, and he's like talking to her, and he's like, when? Uh, God, what's his Yeah, so this episode <laughs> starts off on Hopper, and he's talking to Joyce, and he's giving her the breakdown um, that Will has been found in the lake, and um, and he's just trying to connect with her and tell her about Sarah, and just tell her the feelings, and, and it's one of my favorite uh, scenes with Joyce, is when um, she marches out to the shed, and you're like, what is she doing? I thought she was, I mean, when I saw it the first time, I thought she was just going out to look for clues, like, maybe I can find clues to find yeah, Will. Yeah, me too. But then she comes out with an axe. And she just sits on the couch like she's ready because in the last episode she saw the Demogorgon coming out of the wall and mm-hmm. she was trying to explain it to Jonathan and um, Hopper and they thought she was delusional. So she's like, you know what? Nobody believes me. I'm gonna go out to the shed. I'm gonna grab this axe. I love that. I love that shot of her just sitting there gripping the axe, staring at people. Um, it's so good. Tori, <laughs> <laughs> you're still talking. Okay. Um, As I so like. so what happens after that? She goes into. Oh no no no! It goes to Mike and Eleven down in the um in the basement. Yeah, so Mike is really mad at Eleven because um at the, if you remember episode three, which we talked about a couple of our episodes ago, um you know Eleven was guiding the kids. They met at three fifteen at the fence and they were biking around, and then uh, Eleven ended up guiding him back to uh, Will's house, and that's when they saw the ambulances and the fire trucks, and they went down to the quarry or the lake in the show. And uh, they pulled Will's body out of the lake, and that's when Mike got extremely mad at everybody, and he rode off. So this episode starts off, and Mike's in the basement of his house, and he's, like, playing with his... He's looking through the drawings, through Will's old drawings mm-hmm. of, like, dragons and just sorcerers and whatever, and Will... And Eleven is sitting under the tent, and she's fidgeting with the walkie-talkie, and it's really frustrating him. Mike is like, can, will you please stop? Yeah, and then, um, I mean, I don't want to just do a recap of the show um, scene by scene, but essentially, yeah. that's where she channels um, Will. You can hear him singing The Clash, can, um, and should I stay or should I go? And that's when Mike realizes that maybe there's hope for Will. And so yeah. he contacts the gang, and um, that's where the show really starts. They get they get started trying to find what, what happened to Will. Yeah. I, I love the chemistry between the kids. I say this every episode because it's just so good. But I love the way that Mike and Dustin play off of each other. Like, when they come into the house and he's, like, uh, when he's, like, Dust or uh, Lucas, Lucas, bring, like, Dustin, like, whatever. Um, and they come over. Every time that Dustin says something, Mike reacts, like, in the same way. And they just, like, go off of each other. And then Lucas is, like, immediately, like, no, that's not right. That's not gonna happen. And they're, like, oh, man. I like watching the technology because, um... Like, in the, as a kid in the 80s, they didn't really have... We didn't have a lot of technology. We didn't have a lot of cool stuff. Um, we had video games, and we had um, Atari, so that was something. But I love the scenes with Mike when he's calling Lucas, and he just keeps, like, harassing him on the walkie-talkie. But then they pick it up, and the walkie-talkies are just so huge. Yeah. Like, and it's funny, because that's when the first cell phones came out. I didn't have one, but I remember a friend of mine, Susie, had one. Her parents made her keep it under her, um, like, under her seat. And it was huge. It was, like, the size of a box. Um, and so that's one of the things I like seeing. I like seeing all the aspects of technology that they recreate in the, in the shots. Um, 
Lucas's hand just when he's holding the walkie-talkie. It's just, it's so big. It looks like he's got a box in his hand. Like, he's palming a phone. Something about the walkie-talkies is that I'm not sure if it happened in this episode, but I think it happens in past or in future episodes. Um, But when they're talking on the walkie-talkies, everybody always makes fun of the fact that they can cut each other off, even though that's not how walkie-talkies work. (laughs) Like, you can't cut people off because it's like, if one person's doing, like, a solid, like, stream, I'm not a walkie-talkie expert, but you can't, like, cut somebody off on a walkie-talkie walkie-talkie. Yeah, funny. Um, I don't know. I can either confirm or deny this. <laughs> I know nothing of walkie-talkies other than when um, we just goof around with them in the house. Yeah. Yeah, this episode had a lot of stuff in it. It has one of the um, best episode, one of the like fan favorites, uh, and that is when the kids decide that they can only reach Will um, by giving Eleven the tools that she needs, and so they've got to take her over to the AV club, and they can't take her looking like she looks now, so it's when they do dress up, and I love it. And everybody loves it when Mike puts the makeup on her Aww. and when she wears the wig. We have a friend who um, is a drag queen and he, she, went ballistic over the wigs. <laughs> she was like, there's no way that that wig that Eleven had in the box that Dustin tried on. What did he call it? Like a three-tier lace wig or something? Yeah. Like he was like, there's no way that that wig looked that good. And he was like, not to hate on this show because I still love this show. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, that is really funny because when you see the wig in the box you're, and Dustin tries it on, it's it looks just awful. It's so funny. But it just, just kind of like flopped on top of his hair. And then Eleven comes out and she's just got this beautiful, white, glowing, you know, <laughs> luxurious, illustrious hair. I love that scene. And I love when Mike is like putting the um, makeup brush on, like when he's doing her cheeks and her uh-huh. nose. It's so cute. Oh my God. It's and so she's cute. like, what are you doing to my face? And he's like, chill out <laughs> it's so cute and, and and it's everybody's favorite where it's like pretty really pretty like i've seen that in so it's like many pretty uh pr- pretty pretty good yeah that's pretty like an, that's in every like if you follow stranger things fan art or anything stranger things which we do that <laughs> scene is captured in a lot of like stickers and um drawings and art and pins so it's a really cool scene pretty good <laughs> yeah and it's also it's also a good scene for um, Jackson. I noticed Jackson, Georgia, where they, Hawkins, Indiana takes place. There's tons and tons of scenes that take place. Yeah. Um, like, I don't remember the bar. What did I write down the name of the bar? Hideaway. The Hideaway Bar, where Hopper goes to confront. Like, when Hopper is in the um, morgue and he's talking to the receptionist and she's telling him how the, the regular... Um, Morticianer had to be called away. He had to be coroner. Yeah, he had to. He had to. Well, coroner or mortician. I think that that's the same thing. I don't think so. But morticians do. <laughs> Josh, Google it. America, <laughs> Google it. I could be wrong. I don't know. But regardless, the point is just that um that that, that person that was called from away. State came into yeah. Do so it. Hopper is at the bar, and I didn't realize that that bar is supposedly in the Jackson Town Square. Um, Where's it supposed to be? I don't know. I think it's in one of those places that we always see that's boarded up with paper. Oh, there's maybe. a couple of there's a couple of storefronts down there that are just completely covered with paper um and we always just thought they were like storage facilities or or maybe like something that would you know was for sale that nobody used but maybe we should take a, t- a closer look um uh next time we're there we will <laughs> yeah and i noticed there's a scene where the three kids are um you know what's fun is like we like living in the area because we like visiting the sets and seeing things but it also it's kind of like you know, so there's, it's disillusioning. So there's the scene where the kids, um, they've just got Eleven ready. She's dressed up and they're biking down the road and she is, um, you know, riding on the back of Mike's bike and they're, and they're bicycling down the road on their way to the school. And I was like, that's, that's Jackson. That's Hawkins. That's the town square, which is a full hour away from the school. And then Mm -hmm. a second later they're walking into the school, which is (laughs) really far away. Yeah. But I was like, I get it. Cause though, you know, the bike route, um, up by the school isn't nearly as beautiful and idealistic 
Fantastic is that town square. Yeah. Um, I noticed also it's the scene where Jonathan and uh, Joyce get into the fight. Yeah. Um, right by the I thought drug it was, store. I th- no, I thought it was by the drugstore. It's by the marquee because you can see the flashing lights from the movie theater. Yeah, I think that somebody switched it around because when you really watch it, you can see the marquee, but it also Looks- is like that crosswalk yeah. that's over by... Um, yeah, Jackson I was confused. I was like, what? It was like, it's by the movie theater? I think maybe they just adjusted things as need be for the actual shot. Like, what's the best shot? And then yeah. they just move things around so that, I mean, because most people don't pay that much attention to it, and it, they know there's a movie theater around, so they would be like, oh, okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I was looking at the extras in the background, just trying to see if we know anybody. Yeah, who, me um, too. Uh, so something really cool happened to us on our adventures. Um, we recently went, uh, I think we told you last episode, we went to Mike's house, which was really fun. Um, we also went back to Jackson. We had been there a few times, but we decided to start going to some of the shops. Every time we had been there, the shops had been closed. And so we drove down there and we went inside some of the stores. And so it was neat because we could see where Joyce works and it was set up for the holidays, which is what it would have been set up for last year when they were shooting at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So we walked in the store in the pharmacy and we talked to the, I think she's the woman who owns the store or she's a manager at the store and she was telling us um I said you know hey do a lot of people come in here um for you know Stranger Things fans wanting to see where Joyce um said you know just ring it up Donald um and she was (laughs) like you know she didn't seem too thrilled (laughs) she just kind of seemed like um you know let me ring up your things but she was very sweet and she said uh no that a lot of strangers she said she we get a couple she said she didn't really get that many people that come in but i bet a lot of people come to the outside and they don't actually go inside like we did yeah but we needed some chapstick guys so we went in there we got (laughs) some chapstick and some theraflu that we lost um and then we were just kind of walking around and uh there's this cool guy outside he's like an older rockabilly dude and he had this dog that was like a border collie and he had a real gruff voice and he was like hey, how y'all doing? And we're like, hey, what's going on? And, um, you know, he said, so what are y'all, what are y'all doing out here? And we're like, oh, we're just doing our general Stranger Things tour. And we started talking to him for a few minutes, and it turns out his name is Jason Lee, and he owns the store on the corner called Jason Lee's Music. And he moved from another place in Locust Grove, Georgia, where he had a smaller location. And um, it turns out when he bought his store in the town square of Jackson, it was currently being remodeled um, by Stranger Things to be turned into a furniture store. And he was really nice. He started telling us all these cool stories. And then he said, oh yeah, I think I was hanging out with that one kid. What's his name? Charlie? And Tori and I were like... I was like, what? We were like, wait, Charlie Charlie Heaton? Charlie Heaton? He plays Jonathan on Stranger Things. And he's like, yeah, yeah, man, that's him. So I stopped him like a lunatic who was having a conversation with a stranger on the street. And I said, let me record you. (laughs) I said, hey, so we do a podcast because we really love Stranger Things. Would it be cool with you if we recorded you just for a minute and if you retold us some of these stories? And he was like, yeah, sure, man. I don't care. And so he talked to us for a few minutes. I think he would have talked to us all day. But he actually had customers who were showing up, like, standing around us, smiling and laughing at our silliness. Uh-huh. Um, but he talked to us for a few minutes, and we're going to play that for you right now. Yeah. Okay, so we are outside. What's the name of your music store? Uh, Jason Lee Music and Rock and Coffee. 
And you were, what were you just telling us about Stranger Things? Well, Stranger Things, they turned us into a furniture store, and they used the back end to build a lot of the sets. You know, the set where they, the little kid was hiding in the little wooden hut? Yeah, yeah. They built that right in No the way, room, where Will I, was hiding? Yeah, and I still have the blueprints for it. <gasps> That's so and, cool. Uh, and uh, Winona Ryder did all the makeup right here, and David Harbour was kind of like, he was definitely the coolest of them all. He was watched over the kids like he was, <laughs> they were his own. That's right. But one of the coolest things, they did that fight scene down there. Yeah. And I saw them rolling around inside the alley on the asphalt. And I'm just like, you know, that's got to hurt. And I asked Charlie, he says, it's fake asphalt. So when you go over there, it's like that thick. Yeah. It looked like asphalt. But you could roll around and get on your knees, jump up and down on it. It was, it looked just like asphalt. And Charlie used to come and play guitar in your yeah, store. He's like, well, he's a great drummer, and he's a, a pretty good singer. <laughs> awesome. And, and he liked to play guitar too, so I showed him some chords. And he used to come over here when, it's, when he didn't didn't have touch time. Just jam. Yeah, we heard they're coming back in January. Yeah. And I said, no. That's 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 amazing. Have you guys gotten a lot of people coming out here for the show? Yeah. I remember when the show first came out, we tried to. Uh, find some locations that we couldn't. Yeah. So we've been here a couple times and well, it's, it's also so nice. turned that into the public library, but I remember when they put, made all the tentacles come out. They had all the tentacles on there and then they oh, took cars so cool. and it was in the middle of the night and they had a thing called a condor that they launched at about 200 feet in the air and it was a big moon. When they shoot, do they let the business owners hang out or do they? Oh yeah, yeah. We, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was hiding in here watching most of it. But remember when they were in the yellow suits with the lights inside the yeah. yeah. They were sneaking around that corner walking down here and up into there. And they had all these tentacles and cars that were like burned and smashed. And it was a lot of fun. That's that so is bad. amazing. But the things that you, you, you don't get to see is what's which, which really cool. I mean, there's 300 people filming this thing. I mean, yeah, they were yeah. everywhere. And then they would they would plant cars all through there. And they say background. And then everybody started walking. And then cars started moving. And then they say action and shot the scene. And then they'd say cut. And then they'd back the cars back <laughs> up to where they were. And all the people would back into positions they did hundreds of times. That's over rad. And over and over so again. Cool. I think he might actually need help in the store. Yeah, <laughs> we're really into Stranger Things, so he's yeah. just telling us some things about it. All right. Thank you so much. You. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, Tori so and I, were, we were really excited talking to him. I think the next time we visit, we're going to definitely ask him if we can see those blueprints that he was talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask if we can get a picture or something. And, you know, from the conversation, you can tell it was maybe we talked to him for about two minutes. We actually talked to him for a lot longer than that. We talked to him for two minutes outside of his store. But then um, Tori and I are kind of self-taught musicians. She's a little bit more taught than I am. <laughs> and we decided to walk in and just check out the things in the store. And when we were looking out, you know, looking at the drums, sets and the bases and just all kinds of things he started to tell us a few more stories and he was like you know uh we just have a uh, last time he said there was viewing parties like everybody would just come in the back and they would just watch stranger things as they filmed and he was like y'all should come out and we were like um yes jason we should come out thank yes, you sir jason. we will take you up on that offer um and we've heard from multiple people that are just in the community so this isn't like um spoiler information because it's everyone in the community seems to know about it. I think they put out a press release about it. Yeah. But Stranger Things is going to be filming there again in January 2017. Oh, so yeah. we're super excited for that. I mean, I don't know what we'll get to see or not get to see, but yeah, talking to Jason was amazing. And it was um, so rad. Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely going to go back. But let's go ahead and get back into um, episode four of Stranger the Things: The Body. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite scenes. Um, what I really liked. I wrote down a couple of lines that I thought was really interesting. Um, when Nancy and after Nancy 
and Steve were fighting. I think it was after they were fighting. Maybe it was before. But did you see on the board the lecture title said, um, what is evil? That was like the, the oh, lecture. Really? Yeah, that was the lecture of the class is what is evil. Oh, and something I completely forgot about. So in the intro of the show, when um, Joyce is kind of, you know, just her, having an out-of-body experience and she's not really functioning properly, they start to play um, – Joy Division, do, which Tor and I do, loved. Do, 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 do. We were like, this is great. They're playing Atmosphere. But I think it's so funny because he kind of looks like... Uh, Jonathan kind of looks like uh, Ian. Ian Curtis, yeah. yeah. Um, and Christian Slater from Heather. He looks nothing <laughs> like Christian Slater. Oh, my God. I, I see no resemblance. He totally does. I see a resemblance. Google Leave Christian a Slater. Um, <laughs> anyway, so one of the things I thought was pretty interesting is they were using it as a soundtrack, but then they kind of do this scene where they fade back and Jonathan is listening. I think it's supposed to be like Jonathan is also listening to them on his headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't think that timeline matches up. And so I checked it out and it said that... It should. It, it should because Ian Curtis killed himself in like 81. Yeah, but that song was recorded in under a German label and released in that, in like Europe in 1980, but the video and the re-release wasn't done until 1988. Uh, so, so would so that, we, we don't have technology in the 80s, like yeah. how would they, how would Jonathan have gotten, oh, Jonathan's like, I'm so underground. <laughs> I'm a photographer. So let's hope he was listening to something else. <laughs> um, I mean, it's possible. I don't, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I don't see how he could have gotten it. From, from Germany. <laughs> I don't know. Like, supposedly that that video, you know, was really big and it came out in 1988 during the re-release. Although, to me, I think that sounds wrong, too. I, th- I remember Joy Division from, like, 83, 84. I was really small. So, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, oh, I love the AV Club part. I oh, love Mr. Clark. Oh, I love Mr. Clark. If you follow our Instagram account, then you know that Tori and I recently were able to go back to the school, and we go there all the time. We say this all the time. But we've n- we never get to see inside it. We never get to see anything happening. We've only seen the one small because barb the, hallway. Yeah, because the lights are out, and because that part of the school isn't a functioning part of the school. But we drove over there the other day, and they had all the lights on for some reason, and so we looked in. And if you follow our Instagram account at the Upside Down Podcast, make sure you put the in front of it or you're going to get a Christian podcast. Um, <laughs> the Upside Down podcast, you can see that we actually were able to look through and we saw that it said Mr. Clark's classroom. Uh, and I think that that wasn't actually for him. I think that was for the actors. I think those were signs that showcased to the crew, like, this is where Mr. Clark's classroom is being shot. Yeah, probably. So, um, but that was really exciting for I us. I was freaking out when I saw it. I was like, it says Mr. Clark's classroom. <laughs> what I liked, I, I didn't notice this the first time because um, I don't know why, I just you pick up little things mm-hmm. but when they're when they're talking about uh, Eleven and how she's you know Mike's relative from Sweden or whatever <laughs> there's a really funny really part cool. where Mr. Clark is like what are you guys doing here and Dustin's like we need time to, to cry <laughs> it made me laugh so hard I was like he is they're so, so precious ugh I love it he is so funny. Um, I also like this episode because I like Mrs. Wheeler. Um, she's such a great mom. Like, she's sitting there, and she's with Nancy, and Nancy's talking to the police, and she's telling the police, like, a recap of her evening. And I don't like how the police were to Nancy, how they were, like, kind of griefing her over yeah. what her actions were doing that night. They are like, oh, was this before or after you changed out of your clothes? I was like, hey, guys. They're just... That has nothing to do with anything. Classic mean 80s cops. But I loved it when they <laughs> came home, and the mom was um, talking to Nancy, and she was saying... Um, 
oh, you know, when were you going to tell me that you had sex, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And Nancy's just raging at her, like, who cares? Something happened to Barb. And the mom is, like, so just understanding. And she's like, yeah, I get it. This is, like, a tough situation. And then Nancy is like, ah, I hate you. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. And I was like, what a and great. And her mom would be like, Nancy, you're dead to me. <laughs> she is a great mom. Yeah, she's she a fantastic mom. Excellent. Uh, oh, let's her see. Her hair's so pretty. Yeah. I touch it. <laughs> oh, you know, we were, um, we were talking about, um, Cynthia maybe being cast as the mom. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I know she read for that part. Mm-hmm. And in this, in this episode, like, Mike and Nancy don't really look alike, and the parents don't really look like either of the kids. Like, me, I, unless they, sh- unless Ted has blue eyes, like, I don't see how either of them look like, like, the children. Yeah. But in this particular episode, when Mike is laying in the bed and he's waiting for Lucas and Dustin and he's pretending that he's sick and he needs to stay home from school, they do a scene where um, the mom is like, Mrs. Wheeler is sitting there and she puts her hand on the bed and she's talking to him and she's saying, you know, you can come with me today. We can rent a movie. Even, even an R-rated. R-rated one. And she has little freckles all over her face and all oh, over I her nose. Even notice that. And Aww. when you look at them up close, they really look like they're related. So That's I was like, so oh, cute. this is a good shot. Like, I see why they picked her. She I, actually does look like him. I love... Just to jump back to that scene, I love how he does, how, um, how Mike does it, or I guess Finn, how Finn acts the scene, because it's, like, he's acting like a kid who's trying to, like, fake sick home from school, but it's, like, bad acting. That's what I like about it, because it's not like he's doing, like, his regular, like, good acting, like, as a child actor. Yeah, and it's- he's like, I just, like, don't feel good today, and I was like, that's, I was like, that's really good. And what's funny is, though, as a mom, like, you might, for, like, if you had a teenage kid, I think you would be like, oh, sure, totally, you don't feel good, stay home, whatever, like, live your life, but, um, you know, for, like, a 12-year-old, that would never happen. Like, if I went in, my daughter's only four. But if I went in and she was like, oh, I'm sick, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, stay under the covers, bye. Like, I'd be like, all right, get out of the covers. Let's go te- <laughs> like, check your temperature. Let's yeah. see what's up. And then be like, wait a minute, you're fully dressed with your sneakers on under this blanket. <laughs> like, she just takes him totally at his word. Like, he's yeah. just laying there, like, hairbrushed, like, covers up. And she's just like, okay, we'll see you later. Why, why are 80s movies always like that? Like, uh, like... Girls just want to have fun. Like, when what's-her-face is underneath the Well, blankets. see, those are different. And, and, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, they do it, too. But those are different because those are teenagers. And, like, as a kid yeah. gets older, you don't care. Like, yeah. I'm assuming you're just like, whatever, you're almost an adult. Do your thing. You want to you wanna skip school? Skip school. Who cares? But when you're, like, 11, yeah, like, she would definitely be like, let's take your temperature. Let's make sure it's not anything serious. Yeah. Let's go downstairs, have some breakfast. Let's make sure that you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. But instead, she just pats him and she's like, okay, yeah. well, just have a great day. Yeah. And also, I'm not totally sure if he's trying to say that he's sick or if he's like, my friend uh, just died. They just found his body. I'd like to stay home today, please. Like, I think that that makes more sense. I yeah, think that's, that that's why, probably what that's it why is. That's why Lucas and Dustin stay But home even too. then, I mean, she shouldn't, I would be like, well, you gotta come with me for the day. I can't leave you home for the day. Yeah. Like, this happened to you. You can't just be in the house by yourself as yeah. an 11-year-old or even 12-year-old. Yeah. Like, you'd still have to have somebody there keeping an eye on the kid. Yeah. Um, and Ted's at work, guys. It's the 80s. <laughs> Ted's, Ted's at work. Ted's doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else happened in this episode? The funeral home I thought was really mm-hmm. kind of interesting um, because Winona is in deep denial. I love that scene, too, where um, they're in the coroner's office and uh, Winona says... I don't know says, what that, that and Joyce, thing. Yeah, Winona or Joyce yeah. says, uh, show me... You know, he's got a birthmark. And um, they're like, here, let me show you the fake birthmark. Which is weird, because think about it. How would they know that she was going to make up a fake birthmark, right? Yeah, no, it was a real birthmark. 
Was it a real birthmark? Yeah. I mean, it's a real birthmark. Like, I, he, maybe he doesn't have that in real life, but I'm saying, like, she, it's just trying to show that she's, like, really, like, no, this isn't a thing. I just want to, like... Right, but if they were trying to fake her out and she said, show me the birthmark, they wouldn't show her the area of skin and it not have a birthmark yeah, on it, right? I think she was just, she's just trying to be, like, I don't know what that is. I've talked to my kid. That's not my kid. Like, sorry. Like, even if it looks, like like him to a T, she's still not going to believe it because she was talking to him like a night ago. No, I know. But my question is this. She says to them, show me the birthmark, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And she either A, made it up to see if they would show her something on the skin that had a birthmark, or she B, knew that there wasn't a birthmark at all Mm -hmm. and wanted to see if it was fake, if they put a birthmark there. And I'm saying how- I think she, it's just trying to show that she's skeptical. No, I know, but, like, I'm saying how they couldn't, I don't know, I don't know, podcasters, I don't know how to explain it. I'm trying to say, like, it seemed like the show was trying to imply that they were prepared for whatever she asked them for, but they wouldn't have been prepared because they wouldn't have been like, oh, she needs a birthmark, somebody grab me that pen, I'm gonna draw it really quick and roll the body over. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'll ask my questions better later in the future. (laughs) I understand what you're saying now. The funeral home was like, I thought the funeral home scene was really weird for a few reasons. I thought it was weird because um, I don't think that a person who runs a funeral home would actually be showing a 17-year-old kid around the caskets because they know that they can't do anything. They don't know the budget. They don't know what the money is yeah. situation is. Also, people know that the buyer's family isn't well off. So I don't think in that small community he would be like, "Let I don't know what your budget is, but let me show you these million dollar caskets. <laughs> um, and also it was weird because um, <laughs> Nancy just shows up and is like, hey, they told me where you were. So I'm going to come into the actual room where you're looking at caskets and let's meet up and yeah, let's talk about you. I was like, like Nancy, mm, Nancy, just wait for him in the parking lot. He's going to come outside. Sort of a social faux pas. Yeah, she just like walks into the room like, oh, you're looking at caskets for your dead brother? Hey, can we talk about these pictures you took? I was like, it's so weird. Yeah. But of course, Jonathan is awkward and he's just like, oh, but it proves that I was right about that photography scene because they Mm -hmm. have that conversation and and she says, you know, why do you take these photos or something like that? And he says, I guess I prefer to like observe people. And she goes, rather than talk to them. And he goes, yeah. But he also took naked photos of her. She wasn't naked, guys. Her whole back was naked. It's she a was, back. What's a back? Oh my god. Fine, someone takes naked back photos of you, or are you going to be like, yeah, it's chill, whatever. They are going to have some beautiful photographs to look at. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Enjoy. Enjoy the magistry. <laughs> no, oh I don't god. know. I don't know. I just don't think they were trying to make him creepy. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, and then this episode ends with our ultimate, most favoritist, favoritist, that's not a word, favoritist. scene in the movie. Um... I love, I love this episode because I love how Hopper doesn't question Joyce. Like, she's sitting there and she's telling him, like, that's not my kid. And he knows because his daughter Sarah died. He knows that you go through denial and that you start making up all these things and that mm-hmm. you try to find these reasons. But instead of being like, I mean, he says it to her, but instead of saying to Joyce, like, no, you're wrong. Well, he does say that to her. But internally, he actually goes and he starts to make actions. Like, he starts to say, maybe Joyce is right. And he starts to find out about the coroner's office and he starts mm-hmm. to go look and he... Like, the scene where, when I watched this the first time, and the scene where he goes in and he starts to cut mm-hmm. the body open was horrifying. horrifying because 
I had to watch it's it. It's such a leap of faith, because what if he cut it open and it, it was, was a real child's body, and he's like... Yeah, or why would he... I let, like, his decision to make the full long slice, wouldn't you just make a poke? Wouldn't you just make a little pokey inside, see yeah. if a little fluid comes out? You'd really be like, look, I'm I mean, gonna do this, I'm gonna go like, all the way down, I'm just yeah. gonna cut oh this God. abdomen open. The first time I watched it, I had to watch it again, I was like, what is happening? Because at first I thought he was cutting his arm, and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, why is stuffing coming out of him? And I was like, oh my God. I remember that. No, this scene was so good. I mean, I like the show anyway, and I obviously was watching it because I watched, like, the first six in a day, but I was gonna go to sleep, and I was gonna quit watching, and then I saw that scene, and he starts to pull the cotton out of the body, and I think it was the first time I was just like, oh my god! I was like, what? <laughs> That's so good! Because it's like, he's such a, he's a kid, and he's so little, and they have his body just, like, painted gray and with, blue, like, just sad, and then he just puts the knife in him and slices it open, and he's <laughs> rubbery, and you just see the cotton, and it's just... It's amazing. It's such a great scene. Yeah, oh I my love God. it so much. It's like my number two scene. Scene. I almost said Steve. Freudian <laughs> slip. What's your number? What's your number one scene? In episode eight. Oh, I'm trying not to give away. Spoilers. It has to do with. It has to it's do with Steve. Steve. That's why I said number one, Steve. <laughs> and then I was like, wait. <laughs> so we're gonna try to keep. Um, you know, sometimes Tori and I have things to say about these episodes, and sometimes we don't. I think they did a really good job on this episode. Good I didn't, job, Duffer Brothers. I loved um, all the different locations. I mean, they went to the school, they went to the town square, they went to the coroner's office, they mm-hmm. went to, uh, I mean, it was everywhere. It was all over the place. A funeral home. Uh, I like the black room scene with Jonathan and Nancy, where mm-hmm. he's developing the film, and he, um, you know, shows the Demogorgon in there. And I really like the scene where somebody finally believes Nancy. Like, somebody finally believes her that she saw something with no face. I like, I like it. I like it when the people who are, like, like, undermined, um, you know, when people start to have faith in them and believe mm-hmm. in them and, like, let's do this. Let's figure this out. I think I'm slowly Like, starting... instead of Steve, who was like, oh, man, don't tell my parents they're gonna but know this beer at the better. house. I in, mean, like, six episodes he gets Whatever. Wait, six I mean, like, episodes. four, because there's not... <laughs> no, but, uh, I think I'm slowly, like, getting more into the... If you go follow, uh, Stranger Things fan accounts, I'm getting more to the... Jancy side instead of the Stancy side. Jonathan and Nancy versus Steve and Nancy. I was I like, like oh, what? I do not follow those Stranger Things accounts. I do follow, <laughs> I follow the art accounts. We've noticed that a lot of people who listen to our podcast and who communicate with us and send us letters, we have two. They're like either like adults and they create really beautiful fan art and they're just interested in the show because they were kids in the 80s. Yeah. Or they're like 11 years old <laughs> and they just love Stranger love Things. Fan. And they're like, I'll never be able to visit the set and we love that you guys go. And so that makes us happy too because it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing. You know, we went somewhere today that supposedly is going to be in season two, and we were just standing there, and I was just thinking, wow, like, can you imagine how many people want to see this? And we're right here. We're looking at it. They're coming back to film here. It will probably be in season two. If we could bring you all, we would. But that's not how it works. (laughs) But it's, it's just... It's really neat to kind of be a part of this little community who loves Stranger Things and like to geek out over it. Um, makes us truly happy. Yeah. And we're just going to keep trying to visit things and see things. Um, you know, recently we've been on a real, we've had a holiday weekend, and so we've just kind of been trying to see what we can see and go where we can go. We would love it if people would continue to send us questions at our Gmail account, theupsidedownpod at gmail.com. Continue to encourage your friends and Stranger Things fanatics to follow us on our 
our Instagram account at the Upside Down Podcast. We have a Facebook account, the Upside Down Podcast. Um, we're not heavily active on that, but we do post our episodes on there. We try to post an episode every Monday talking about the show, talking about our adventures in Hawkins, Indiana. Hopefully we're going to be getting some more interviews with people soon. There was an acting class that was happening this weekend um, in downtown Atlanta and Tori was oh, one year too one old. One year too old. She could have been hanging out with Barb, getting lessons from Barb and some... I think all the other casts were probably from The Walking Dead, but mm-hmm. it was it was The Walking Dead cast and then Stranger Things cast. Oh, um, heartbreaking. <laughs> but yeah, so January is coming, and we have confirmation that they will be filming all over Atlanta in January, and we're going to try our best to see some of the filming or to see something. If we get spoiler information, though, we're not going to post it. Yeah. Um, we'll post it after season two airs, but uh, that'll still be cool <laughs> It'll be like, we were there. Now we can tell you everything that we couldn't tell you before. Yeah. So that's all I have on this episode. I want to keep it short and sweet. A lot of stuff went down. A lot of locations. A lot of good stuff. It's our favorite. I love the scene with Will and the body. Me too. It's so dramatic and creepy and just good. Another thing that I love is jumping back to the very beginning of the episode when Joyce is sleeping on the couch. It's like, Mom. And she's like, what? And then it's like, Will right there. And he's like, Mom. I was That freaked me out. Like, every time that I see it, it freaks me out. I always forget it's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, the lighting, the lighting for that first intro scene is really interesting because the house is, like, black, but you can tell that they have spotlights. I don't know what they're called, but they have these lights hmm. set up on Hopper and Joyce so that it's just kind of like they're illuminated in the middle of the room and the camera is circling them, trying to show that she's disoriented as Hopper's giving her the information. But then the next day, you know, it's daylight in the in the room and it looks completely different. So I like yeah. the lighting that they use to convey that kind of, you know, just loss of, of control and sense. It was really good. It was really, I liked it. It was a, it was a Hopper Joyce heavy scene. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are really good. Uh, I'm trying to think. Mr. Clark was in this scene. Who's mm-hmm. the best? Oh, I love him. I love when he gives the kids the keys to the AV room. Oh, we totally forgot to talk about. Um, this is the scene where the kids, after they go to the AV room, they have to go to the... Assembly. To the assembly. And, does, and they walk in and everybody looks at him. Oh, and, and Dustin's like, abort! Abort! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Um, I was noticing that, uh, and I was telling Tori about this, when you look at the extras, most people pay attention to the cast, but if you really were paying attention to a lot of the extras, the students that were in the audience, their ages did not check out. Like, <laughs> like the, 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 they looked like, some of them looked like they were Nancy and Steve's age, high schoolers, but it wouldn't make sense in a middle school. Yeah. And then some of them looked really young, like eight years old. Like maybe they could be a middle schooler, but it kind of just looked like, I was just like, the age range doesn't check out. There's such a variety of like kids. Yeah. Although maybe, Maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Like, it was an assembly, but it looked like it was just the assembly for Hawkins Middle School and, like, the, mm-hmm. the variety of age groups. Watch that episode and go ahead and look at the kids in the bleachers. Is this the one of... where you can see um, SHS on the floor? Um, probably. I wasn't paying Which attention is, to the uh, floor. Which is Stockbridge High School. <laughs> oh, no! Not again! <laughs> hey, we're getting a guest appearance by Kilby. Hey, Kilby, come here. Say, I found the chocolate pudding. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we will check in with you next week. This is Ash. This is Tori. Say Papa. Papa. (laughs) Papa. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. <laughs>